You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Real Housewives of Miami After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Real Housewives of Miami After Show. Going, going, back, back to Cali, Cali. Going, going, back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali. Uh, I'm going, going, back, back to Cali, Cali. Hey guys, Bing is for doing, going, and this going, is your after show for Real Housewives, uh, Housewives of Miami. Uh, we are going to cover the um, season three, episode seven, La La Land, and then we're going to get right into the girls. Uh, first, my name is Brooke Chavez, <laughs> and I want to know who yeah. I am, <laughs> and I'm Michelle Renee, and we're happy to be here. We're just so excited about this episode. We just want to get right into it. We're excited because the ladies are heading to our city, Los Angeles, and we see Joanna, Lisa, and Leah um, on a plane, getting crazy, yeah. drinking, popping Xanaxes, <laughs> putting their legs over their heads, exactly, <laughs> turning themselves into pretzels, yeah. Um, and Joanna can do that, but still, I guess, not enough for Roman to want some of it. So <laughs> sad. That That's oh, that's such an important part of a relationship. I, I just don't know how she's marrying someone that she doesn't sleep with. What is going on, woman? Well, I guess it's like her mom says later in the episode. It's like, I would not be marrying him if he was not. Exactly. You, know, you have to have all of it, right? Yeah. And we find out also at the beginning of the episode that Leah has a house in L.A., which, I mean, comes as no surprise. Obviously, she has lots of money, so she probably has houses all over the country. But I just didn't know that, that she had a house in L.A. Because she doesn't really strike me. I mean, she doesn't strike me as the Miami type either, but... Um, definitely not the LA. Definitely LA not type. the LA type. So. And her house, her house is so um, cool, like so chic yeah, and, and very, modern. very modern, yeah. very LA. It's as LA as it gets. Yeah. All white, everything. Um, I like that. I like seeing the other part of the girls, like their other lives in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, same thing with Joanna. She has a beautiful house in LA, and I'm like, wow, this is a stark difference in comparison to the house they just bought in Miami, which we were kind of trashing last <laughs> week. But um, I had a question, kind of like. They make such a big deal, especially Joanna, about living in Miami versus Los Angeles. She says that when her and Roman decide to have kids, they're definitely going to have to have a discussion about where they're going to live permanently. And so it made me wonder, like, what are the differences between Miami and Los Angeles? Like, like to make her feel that way. Like, is it a cost of living thing or mm-hmm. a weather thing or do you know? Well, I mean, I, I obviously live in L.A. and I actually dated a guy who lived in Miami. So I spent a lot of time in Miami on um, Star Island in, in South Beach. And there's definitely a huge culture difference because there are so many Cubans. Mm-hmm. So and I feel like Miami is so much more diverse. I mean, here in L.A., you get diversity, but. Not in the same sense of, like, the cultural diversity, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people here in L.A. are in the entertainment industry, and there's lots of actors and producers. And in Miami, you know, um, there's a big modeling scene. I know there are lots of, like, modeling agencies. Um, I just feel like it's a little more... So you obviously like Los Angeles better, or was that just a... 
I kind do. of, it just happened that way. No, I you. definitely love Los Angeles better, but that's not to say that I didn't like the the cultural Cuban scene in Miami. There's more um, of that flavor, I guess you could say, and um, and it's a little more broken up, too. Well, L.A. is really pretty sprawling also. Yeah. But there's not that huge of a difference in um, terms of the way people care about, like, nutrition and yeah, fitness, fitness and, like, the way best. they look and, like, going out and, like, the party scene. Mm. I didn't see much of a difference there. Yeah, except for the clubs in Miami stay open until, like, 5. Exactly. Which, and they serve alcohol to like, 3 or 4. Yeah, something. which is yeah. better, always. So, <laughs> this is true. But, I mean, for Joanna, you would think that she would definitely be in L.A. because more of her work is in L.A. I know she's repped here in L.A., I believe, and... um well, uh, she probably has a modeling agency, agency in, in Miami, Miami as well, I would imagine. Right. That's but she's now that she's doing Top Model and she's doing more... Um, she's doing Top Model? She is the host of America's Next Top Model in Poland. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were talking about America's Next Top Model. Yeah, yeah. In, in Poland. And um, she, I think she's doing more television stuff, projects. Mm-hmm. And that's a more of an L.A. thing. Yeah. I mean, I just think overall in this episode, she seemed happier in Los Angeles. She seemed to just come alive more. I don't know. I know that sounds corny. And maybe it's because her mother was there. That's kind of the only reason I could think. Mm -hmm. But she just seemed a lot happier and more comfortable. She did. She seemed completely different in a sense. (laughs) She always seems like she's just ready to get the heck out of Miami when she's in Miami. Yeah. Don't you think? Like she's itching to go. So, but this, this trip was so much fun. Like I said, I liked being able to go in and see their other lives and, um, I just did not expect Joanna's house, but all of her, I did expect all of the, the litter of animals that she had there, the dogs and the kittens, and, um, but I was not impressed with the whole Birkin scene. I thought that that was just a little ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't know that Birkins are that difficult to, to get, but um, I'm just surprised that they put that much focus on it. And I'm disappointed at Lisa that she's so obsessed with these purses. I mean, I'm I'm into fashion. Like I like an, I like nice purses, um, nice jewelry. But that she was like freaking out about it. I mean, I just didn't think that she, I didn't realize that she was so superficial. Yeah. Well, to go back to the dog scene really quickly, mm-hmm. that I just think those too many dogs. It was making this like multi-million dollar house look like a hoarder's house. There's just like yeah. there comes a point when there are too many animals. And I know she loves animals. I know that's a big part of her charity work is with animal rescue. But I think she needs to have like a separate space for them or yeah yeah, an outside big dog house or something because that just to me like I can just only imagine that you walk in and there's like dog hair everywhere like one of those places where you sit down and you have to get up and you're like do you have a lint roller so I can like get all or the smell yeah and or and a lot of these dogs are rescue dogs so they're probably not potty trained so I can just imagine them like pooping and peeing all over the house like my mom has a dog when she comes and visits and like I'm always I can smell her dog when she leaves yeah so So that was just my and also, when I saw this, when I saw what she had, and then she mentioned she has five other houses that she rents out, like one in Encino and all over Los Angeles. And I'm like, girl, and you're worried about signing a prenup, like not signing a prenup? You need a prenup. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what Roman has, but if you have seven, six or seven houses and you had those five or six houses before Roman, like you need to protect that. Well, I mean, are they Romans or? Because she didn't really make it clear if she said they were my houses. Like, yeah, she did. But I don't know. Like, she didn't make it very clear, I don't think, as to whether they were solely hers, hers and Romans, or if they were just Romans, and she is saying they're hers because they're about to get engaged. I mean, well, about to get married. Right. And not to discredit Roman, all I know is that he owns Mint Nightclub, and I don't know that he, what else he does, and Joanna's been a, like, professional working model, a top-ranked model for a really long time. She's done a lot. Um, Like I said, America's Next Top Model, and 
catalogs and she was like the face of Fredericks for a long time and she, you know Sports Illustrated Playboy I mean she has yeah. some I, I would think she has some of her own assets to protect yeah so. I totally agree interestingly enough that we've heard her say multiple times during the season that she's poor or that they're poor compared oh, yes, yes, to yes. um Leah and Lisa. So, I don't know, maybe maybe know, Roman Dino doesn't have yeah. that much to bring to the table. He said he started I mean, relatively speaking. He started out as a janitor at, at nightclubs and then he worked his way up to like barback. Yeah. This is his story. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but Well, that's admirable. That yeah, for sure. He doesn't pay the bills. Exactly. <laughs> and kidding. I just still can't believe that they've been engaged for 6 years. So we talk and her she and her mother talk about that when they go dress shopping. This is part of the LA trip as well. And um, I love, love, love that she's doing an, an, like a non-traditional dress. I really love that. Because she just didn't look great in like those long dresses. I think her dress is so cute. But her mom's reaction, like how would you feel if your mom was just like, oh, okay, when she came out in that dress? Yeah, I mean, I think their whole shopping trip was a little staged. Well, I mean, everything in the <laughs> show is staged, let's be real. But, but really staged. I just, okay, she, you, most of the time when you go to... I would imagine that when you go to pick out a wedding dress with your mother or with your large bridal party or whomever may be going with you. <laughs> to say large. <laughs> large relative. <laughs> no. Large bridal party. Whoever. I'm just thinking say yes to the dress here. And there's always like 17 people and they all disagree. And you know, But anyway, I just think that kind of the joy in it is like trying on the dresses and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And that whole process is what makes people at the end get teary eyed. And so for her to go and already have this sketch made and the dress not be physically there for her to try it on. Right. And maybe it was, and we just didn't see it because they didn't want to ruin the end of the show for us. But I just think maybe that's why her mother's reaction wasn't, you know, that typical, let me shed a tear. My daughter looks so beautiful in this wedding dress. It's like, she's staring at a piece of paper, you know, and she knew that the dress that she had put on was not the dress that she was planning on getting anywhere or that it wasn't even a prospect. So, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. But it was just nice to see them all in a new environment and just to see something different. I'm obviously partial because they're in L.A., so. <laughs> but then um, then we see something very different. We're, we're seeing all this loveliness and wedding planning. And then um, going back to Miami, we see Alexia and her son Peter um, at the venue shoot. And um, we get a glimpse, a deeper glimpse, glimpse into Peter and Alexia's relationship. And the problems and struggles that he's been having of late. And so, uh, what did you think about the whole incident? I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, well, I will say this. Alexia has grown on me a bit this season. Like, coming from last season into this season, I could not stand her. She was one of my... I don't want to say not stand. That's a little harsh. But she was one of my least favorite characters, especially... after the whole incident with the article last year in Karen, I just really didn't like the way she behaved. But um, this season, she's grown on me a little bit. And I like the fact that, although I don't agree with her, like, buying Peter, like, a Cuban link chain or whatever, especially while he was being disrespectful to her and unappreciative or her, like, lying to the cop to, you know, defend him. I do like that she's very self-reflective. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great quality when people can 
you know, look at themselves and say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, these are things I need to work on, you know, and admit that they're not perfect. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that with Alexia this year. Um, she mentions, you know, in the past that the way she's dealt with issues and to ju- is to just smile and act like they're not there. Mm-hmm. And that her doing that for years and years has caused her to essentially turn a blind eye to the fact that her son is headed in the total oh, wrong yeah. direction. So I do like her for that. But like I said, with the issue, with the whole venue, magazine, photo shoot, her son kicking the taxi cab. Taxi cab. I don't think she handled that. Right. Yeah, I thought she handled it really poorly. I love that um, we are seeing this issue being played out on television because it's a real issue that moms have to deal with with their kids who are growing up, especially someone who's 18, 19, and is, you know, really defiant. And it seems like he's a bit depressed and mm-hmm. and um, is just trying to figure out his way in life still. But um, one of the things that I notice is that what she does with him is oftentimes she doesn't let her let him face his own consequences. You know, and she really straight up lied to the policeman about the fact that he even kicked the cab. And, um, you know, I think that if she didn't shelter him as much, then, you know, maybe and he actually faced some of his consequences and he wouldn't be where he is. I think he expects that his mom's just going to um, bail him out mm-hmm. anytime. And, you know, that's not always sometimes tough love is better than, you know, and he's pissed at his mom at the same time. Like he has these resentments towards her because he, sh- he she also sheltered him when he was younger and didn't tell him anything about his dad or the fact that his dad was in jail and obviously it's hard to tell someone who's five that your, your dad is in jail but he didn't find out until he was 18 he mentions anything about his dad and he only found out through these bloggers who were calling him to ask him and so I think he's just really lost but and she um, babies him so much and wants to shelter him so much that he you know doesn't feel like he can like I don't know, grow up and be, yeah. be a man. I mean, I think that he's going through the typical teen angst. And I mean, we've all been there growing up. There's times when you just don't know the answers, when you're trying to figure yourself out, when you're mm-hmm. questioning your family, when you're questioning everything around you. And oftentimes in those situations, the best way to handle it, I think, is tough love. And that's the problem. It's not that it's there's necessarily anything wrong with him. I think it's the fact that Alexia has made it worse on him by mm-hmm. trying to make it better by providing him material things or by ignoring his actions or hiding things from him. Mm-hmm. So and he just needs a, yeah, he needs a swift kick in the butt. He does. And Herman who I mean in this situation if she would have married someone different, you know, a I mean I don't know Herman. We we barely see him on the show mm-hmm. but um, based on just a little bit, we know, I think he's maybe a little bit older, you know, more of a businessman, mm-hmm. not really the rugged type. Right. But I mean, if she would have married someone different who would have been more aggressive with her boys, who's to say that the situation wouldn't have turned out differently, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's just, it's unfortunate because Peter really, that was another thing. Peter really idolizes his dad and he's wanting to be more like his dad. And one thing that he mentions, uh, Alexia always used to say, you know, your dad's really just a piece of crap, mm-hmm. you know, and to put it to politely, put it, exactly. <laughs> but then she goes and tells Peter other times, oh, my gosh, you remind me of your dad so much. So he's basically getting that his mom thinks he's a piece of crap. And that's the problem. And and she mentions that she is really self-reflective and she does look back and say, OK, this is what I'm doing wrong. But she mentions, you know, the worst thing you can do when parents are separated or, you know, one's not in the other child's life or you're spending time with with one parent versus the other is talk bad about the other parent because I mean, yeah, to the children mm-hmm. because it's a reflection on them. And then sometimes they, they feel like they have to choose. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a sticky situation. And, um, so, I mean, I guess we're discussing now kind of the whole, 
um, mediation between her mother, who's a psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever, and her and Peter. Um, and, you know, it comes up that he felt, I guess, I don't know if betrayed is the right word, but he felt that his mother had kind of lied by omission to him by not telling him at five years old that his father was in jail. Now, I don't know how the situation, how I would handle the situation, but a a five-year-old, does a five-year-old even know what jail is really? Like, maybe. Some five-year-olds out there. Yeah, some five-year-olds in certain parts of Los Angeles do, but that was bad, but. (laughs) It's true. But, you know. I, I think she made the right decision in not telling her five-year-old that his dad was in jail. Like, I think that if I were in this situation, I would probably ma- wait until my child was a little bit older, and I definitely wouldn't keep it from them. But I think that she did the right thing by not telling him, especially if her, if his dad got out when he was five. You know, how many memories do you really remember from when you were five? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think she should have told him when he was he's that young, but... I. Apparently she didn't, she still hadn't told him and he found out from someone else when he was 18. So I think at some point she should have sat down and had a talk with him because I'm sure he asked about his father because he hasn't had a relationship with him. Am I gathering right? That well, mentioned? I was under the impression that she finally told him or he finally found out at whatever time between the age of five and 18 that his father had been in jail, that his father had done this, had done that. But that he found out a lot of other things um, about his father the when the bloggers mm-hmm. came knocking at his door for right. an interview. So that's what I was under the impression of. But I don't know. I may be incorrect. Don't we all find out a lot of extra stuff about our parents when we get to that certain age when we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And when you yeah. look back and you're like, oh, wait, well, that was that and that was really that. And I remember that exactly. time when I thought it was one thing when I was... 10 and now that I'm 20 I realize that it was something else I mean right. it's just part of growing up and you, and just, you also realize your parents aren't perfect and they're not almighty because when you're little you think that they can do no wrong and they know mm-hmm. everything and then you grow up and you're like wait I'm much smarter than my mom and dad yeah <laughs> at least that's what you think and I'm sure now he he's he's realizing that and he's just feeling really resentful because he didn't know half of what was going on and I, of course what was going on with his father was was, you know, on a deeper level since he was, you know, running this huge drug cartel. I mean, it's not like, oh, you know, I didn't know that dad smoked weed when he was, you know, a teenager, that type of deal. I didn't know that dad sold coke when he was... I didn't know that dad was Pablo Escobar of Miami. When <laughs> I didn't was, know that dad was a pimp. Like, when he said that, I was like, whoa. Like, and he was, he's proud of it. He's like, yeah, he he's like, it. I'm glad you married my dad who was a pimp. And and didn't marry some nerd lawyer. lawyer. So is Herman a, a lawyer? An I don't think so, because he owns Venue. I don't know. Okay. I need to look Maybe that he up. He probably does a lot of things. Um, well, head over to iTunes. We want to hear your comments, of course. Um, do you think that Alexia did the right thing in keeping it from her son that his father was in jail? Or uh, would you have told your son or daughter that their father was incarcerated? Uh, you can go to iTunes, rate our after show, and comment. Please give us five stars. Uh, you can also comment on YouTube video. Uh, speaking of iTunes, while you're there, be sure to check out The Adventures of Serial Buddies. Uh, it was a film that was produced by the creators of AfterBuzz, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro. It's a really funny comedy, uh, so make sure you purchase that. You can not only get it at iTunes, but you can also get it on uh, Netflix. You can get it at Blockbuster, Target, and 7-Eleven as well. 7-E, you pick up a Slurpee and Serial Buddies, yeah. right? Those are so good, but so bad for you. Okay, moving on to Lisa, Leah, and Joanna. They're still in L.A., hanging out, walking down Rodeo Drive, buying jewelry, being big pimps, like Peter puts it. And checking then, out venues for the wedding. Venues for the wedding. They go to San Diego. They do. 
and we see a little mashup of like juxtaposition, I guess, between mm-hmm. the way I wrote it down was friends versus family. We see Joanna with Leah and Lisa. None of her family members are there. We see obviously that uh, Adriana's fiance is there and her son's there. Then we see outside versus inside, like the outside wedding versus the inside wedding. And then we see, of course, like Los Angeles versus Miami. Right. And the wedding, Joanna's wedding is very like modern and chic. And then uh, Adriana's wedding is going to be more of a, a classic Great Gatsby 20s type wedding. And you were not feeling the idea that the guests had to go change. I was not feeling that idea. I mean, it's it sounds fun and they that they're all in white and then they have to change it. Like... How many guests is she going to have? And how big is this presidential suite that they mentioned where they'll all go change? Are you going to, like, wait in line to go change? Or if you have to wait, you're going to go to your car and go change? I don't know. It just seems a little bit of, like, a little bit of a hassle. And I'm all for de- change. But. One demand per wedding. Like, first off, you have to wear white. Exactly. Secondly, you have to get rent or have a great Gatsby theme costume custom made. And then, of course, you have to bring a gift to the wedding as well. So yeah, it's just like, you just lay off me, Adriana. The food better be really good. <laughs> it better be really good. <laughs> But I, I thought it was so cute that we see Alex and Frederick hug, and it's nice to see that Alex is okay with it, because it just seems like he's already been through a lot with Adriana and Leah fighting, and then his best friend is a little odd. <laughs> and by best friend, she means Leah but Black's Leah son. Black's son. Yeah. Roy Jr., RJ. RJ. Oh, RJ. Oh, RJ. We love him. But, um, and then, yeah, so we see Joanna's uh, wedding uh, venue, and... Um, I thought it was a little sparse, but I think she's going to really dress it up. Yeah, I do too. I agree. I think it, it was a she's little gonna bit... going to change it completely. It, the weather, it seemed a little overcast that yeah. day, and maybe the foliage wasn't as green as it could have been, yeah. but I think she's definitely going to jazz it up. And I I th- going back to Adriana, though, I thought it was really cute that she's going to let her son, like, DJ. I know. Like, that's that so, so cute. cute. That's so great. How many, like, celebrity sons, like, DJ? <laughs> like, every little kid out there wants to be DJ, including Paris Hilton. Anywho, so with um, Joanna, the biggest thing that, you know, I was thinking about and we definitely have to get into is that she, Lisa's there and Lisa's like, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to be a bridesmaid. And Joanna tells Lisa, if you're going to be in Adriana's wedding party as a bridesmaid, I don't want you to be in my, basically, I, don't, I want you to choose. I want mm-hmm. you to pick a side. Here's my ultimatum. I don't want you to be with that person who's physically abused me. What do you think about this? Um... I actually agree with Joanna. Um, and the, the reason why, I, I just think she's better friends with Joanna. Um, and if you think about it, Adriana also kind of gave her an ultimatum, too. Whenever they were at her wedding dress shopping or whatever it was, she's like, well, I don't want a double agent. You aren't going to be in Joanna's wedding either. So while it wasn't a like either A or B, you pick my side or hers, it was still kind of the undertone of... You know, you need to figure out who you're better friends with and act accordingly. So I agree. If there was someone that I, not necessarily someone that I had gotten into a physical fight with in the past, because if I had gotten into a fight with someone and made up with them and everything was fine now, then it would be different if I had a friend that was in her wedding as well. Mm -hmm. But if it was an issue that was still ongoing, there was still tension just weeks earlier, our fiancés had gotten into arguments and there was still drama surrounding it. I just wouldn't want that energy in my wedding. Like it's your (laughs) wedding day. You know, I just think everything's supposed to be perfect and I wouldn't want someone that was in my enemy's wedding to be in mine. Sure. So I can kind of see both sides. Like, I think it's very immature for someone to say, you know, 
this, I don't like this person and your and her wedding party, so I don't want you in mine. Like, that's a very junior high, high school, even elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't play with them and play with me type deal. But at the same time, I don't feel like Lisa should um, have that much trouble, much trouble deciding. She seems to be much better friends with Joanna. Yeah. And they've always kind of been on each other's side. And I don't feel like Adriana and Lisa have ever had really much of a bond at all. I've never seen them, like, hang out together and have, like, girl heart-to-hearts or, like, they really have anything in common at all. I almost remember, I think, Adriana bad-mouthing Lisa at one point when, you know, the little Blontourage crew was doing their thing. And she's like, well, we don't want to be over there with them anyway type deal she kind of lumped her in with leah and joanna and then all of a sudden she decides she just wants to pluck her out and go ahead and have her as her bridesmaid i really think that adriana might have made that decision just to piss joanna off like think so like let me see if i can get her first because you know you know you also play that game when two girls are fighting like let me see i want to get everyone on my side first before the other person can so i mean i also (laughs) the thought crossed my mind that perhaps joanna's little ultimatum was just her way of covering up the fact that she really didn't want lisa in her way yeah that's possible too so i mean because i mean if you think about it she probably knew that lisa wasn't going after she had already accepted um adriana's you know invitation to be in her wedding she probably knew that lisa wasn't going to say no to adriana so the perfect way to kind of you know not make herself look bad was to be like okay well you have to choose knowing that she wasn't going to choose so then instead of her being the bad person it seems like oh well, i had a legitimate reason for not including her yeah. when really it was just that she right and i can see joanna doing that yeah because i think if we go back to the beginning of the season lisa mentioned that in between seasons joanna hadn't been contacting her as much mm-hmm. they hadn't been talking as much in their friendship kind of was in a weird place. Yeah, she's like, you never call me. Yeah. Joanna. Joanna's like, well, I work. I'm working. And then also, when Leah was with Joanna and they were planning the L.A. party, I don't know if you recall, but Lisa said, oh, so am I going to be a bridesmaid? Mm-hmm. And Joanna was like, well, Leah was like, well, you'll have to talk to Joanna about, about that. And Joanna was like, well, we'll see. Yeah. She wasn't like right away. Of course I want you to be a bridesmaid. So Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think Lisa should... And I mean, I don't know. She seems like a very nice, sweet girl. And I don't know how many bridesmaids she has had, but maybe she's one of those people that's just like, you know, even if you're like an acquaintance, like, you know, I love you, be in my wedding. But I think mm-hmm. that she maybe could learn her place in this situation. And we don't see Leah, you know, pressing the issue or Leah being like, oh, I want to be in your wedding. And mm-hmm. Leah, this season has been there a lot for Joanna and, you know, kind of been acting as like a mentor to her. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't expect to be in the wedding. And I'm so surprised I think, she yeah. hasn't mentioned it. So I think Lisa should understand that it's a wedding. Some people have different standards as far as friendship goes and as far as what friends they will consider friend enough to be in their wedding party. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll so, see what happens. We will. But we know that she's not in the wedding. Spoiler alert. She ends up not so being in the wedding. So, for sure. Well, that's what Jake we, said. We got a... Jake I, said I read a viewer's comment who said, and I forget your name, but we love that you guys, you watch, and that you commented and said that um, Lisa was in the wedding. And if that, if you go online to bravo.com and look at Joanna's wedding pictures, that Lisa is part of the bridal party. I don't know if this is true, and I have not checked, but I did read your comment, and so... I'll check tonight. So we need to do our research. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. I hope she was because, you know, they're good friends and um, it's just ridiculous. Life is too short to f- feel like I, you have to make a choice of, like, being friends with people. Yeah. Well, I'm friends with everybody, so I'm the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> How many bridesmaids did you have? Not that. Um, that's a whole other story. I'm okay. in the middle of a divorce. We're not talking about my wedding. But, um. Okay. <laughs> and, I, mean, and, I mean, yeah, sorry. But, um, but, you know, Lisa did say she had never been a bridesmaid, so she's just excited to be a bridesmaid. Oh, she said she's never been a bridesmaid? 
Mm-mm. She's like, oh, I'm so excited when Adriana asked her. She's like, I've never been a bridesmaid, so. And that's fun, you know? It's fun to do that and be a part of someone's um, bridal party. So she just wants to be be a part. She's the I'm, mediator, remember? Instead of Lisa Hochstein, it's Lisa Mediator. I mean, I think, I mean, for instance, Lisa doesn't have any friends. Like, I don't know why she doesn't have any friends. She's really nice, like I said, and sweet. Um, and besides Daisy, that's like the only person we ever that saw. That we know kinda, of on the show, right? That we know of on the show. But, I mean, usually other characters, if you think about it, we've seen... Lisa, uh, Joanna had a lot of her friends at dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Leah, we always see her with various different friends. And I put friends in air quotes just because, you know, her definition of friendship, I think, might be a little off. What and, can you do for me? But. And even, you know, when the Cuban crew went to Polo, they invited Lauren, whatever his name is, along. Lauren Foster. And it's just like sometimes you see people with supporting characters and other friends mm-hmm. that they hang out with occasionally on the show. Not only in this, yeah, not only in this, you know, cast, but also throughout the housewives themes. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you in- include your friends. If one of my friends was a housewife, I'd be like, yeah, you're inviting me over, exactly. to, you know, for tea or whatever. So for her, it's like we only see her with her dogs. And it's like, does she really have good girlfriends? Yeah, at whose least. weddings she would have been in? Mm-hmm. Or they do they all still live in Canada? Or what is that happening? Yeah, because she doesn't... Um, I don't take her as someone who's not a girl's girl. Yeah, no, she definitely because is. Because she's, like, so sweet and nice. But they're... Also, I feel like I get two different pictures of her at times. Like, sometimes she's really sweet and, like, loving and says she cares about animals and she's a great wife or whatever. And then other times it's, like, all she's talking about is, like, diamonds and boobs getting, you know... Yeah. Whatever. Botox and, like, Birkins. And I don't know. She's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think she's become, I don't know if that like, can turn women off. Yeah, I don't know if, I mean, it can definitely turn women off if they don't have that, to, if they don't, if they can't afford Birkins or if they don't, we don't know if the necklace costs $400,000 or 40000 oh, yeah, I thought it was we 40000 but I don't know. In, in any case, the necklace was very expensive that she got last episode from her husband, or was it the episode before last? Um, before last. So, you know, if, if you're hanging out with women who can't necessarily afford Birkins or who can't afford those things, then maybe that is a turnoff. And maybe that's an issue with her and Joanna. Joanna does have nice things and we see that she has her own money and, but she also at the same time, isn't, you know, going crazy over Birkin bags Mm -hmm. or, you know, getting presented with all this big jewelry from her soon to be husband. So maybe that's an issue that they have. Maybe it's just kind of too, too much of a focus on material. And, but so, I also recall Lisa can sometimes have an attitude every once in a while. I mean, she definitely stands up for herself. Yeah. I can, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just wonder if, like, like what her life was like back in Canada. Because with Joanna, we obviously know that she's from Poland. With Leah, we know that she's from Texas, that she did this makeup company. She met Roy when she was doing jury duty. What have we heard about Lisa? What do we know about Lisa's beginnings? Yeah, we know, know that much. she was a playboy. Didn't she... Wasn't she living in Vegas? She was living in Vegas, and that's how she met Lenny. Lenny. And she did Playboy, maybe, or didn't? I don't know. I think she she was, oh, she was, like, one of the hometown hotties or something. Yeah. For Playboy. Nothing, like, not a cover, like, cover spread or anything. Yeah, and that's all we know about her. We don't know anything about the amount of siblings she has. We've never heard her have a telephone conversation with her mom or dad. That's true. We don't know anything about her Yeah, and maybe they're passed away. I don't know. God forbid. But I just think it's interesting that... We don't know that she much about her. She does seem like a loner. We don't have yeah. much background on we her We don't have all. any friends. We don't have any family. And what does she do every day? I don't know. Now that Daisy's not there, I really don't know. Aside from, like, get Botox and help Daisy get yeah. implants or lipo. 
So, yeah, I don't know... I don't know what she does. That's something else we need, or we need to do our homework on. If anyone knows anything about Lisa, what what was her maiden name? Do you remember? No. Huckstein. So that's what I just, I, I yeah, I, we don't know anything She's about an her. enigma to me. Sometimes she's, like, wonderful to watch. I think she's so beautiful. And then other times you just get this, like, I don't know, weird feeling. She's wishy-washy. Yeah. But, I mean, I definitely get the feeling that all this, you know, new wealth and all this stuff is new to her. Oh, yeah. She's definitely what they call new money. Yeah. So. Not that, you know, and so she's like, apparently, not that I have money or anything, but, you know, people who have a lot of money don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. And she's always talking about it and talking about the things that she can get or wants or already has. Yeah. And so, like, that's, like, the nouveau riche. Yeah. Which again hey, is you a know, difference. More power to you, yeah, girl. which again is a difference between her and Joanna because Joanna doesn't talk about it or right. flaunt it as much. Do you so, feel like Leah does? Leah that does. Ring. Leah yes. does. I mean, these diamond earrings are twenty thousand dollars or whatever. Not twenty thousand dollars. I was 40, so off. 40, but 10, 10. A million dollar earrings. Like she definitely does. Um, so I don't know. I mean, all of the. I mean, the Cuban crew actually doesn't really, if you think about it. No, not so much. Not right so now, much. I'm kind of missing Karen, now that I think about all these yeah. girls. Because <laughs> it's been a little... I love my housewives. I love Miami. But it's just been a little flat so far with what's been going on between them, between everyone. We're just waiting on this wedding, on these two weddings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the previews definitely look like we got some exciting things in store with the bachelorette parties. Yes. Joint bachelorette party, Ooh, it looks like. that's another thing, guys. If you guys watched today, they showed previews where we see a bachelorette party, and the first thing I noticed was that Joanna and Adriana were at the same bachelorette party together, partying it up in Vegas. I don't know what happened, but I definitely want to see. And I loved how they um, segued into something crazy happens in Vegas. They all wake up, a la hangover. They're like, what happened? And then we see them on the side of the road calling their, you know, respective fiancés, husbands, and they're like, oh my gosh, it happened. Or they didn't say it happened again, but it happened or whatever. So there's some drama, some real drama finally. So I'm excited about that. You want to predict what's going to happen on the bachelorette party? And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. I predict that the joint bachelorette party was an effort by the producers to have alcohol and emotions mixed together for the perfect recipe of disaster and drama. And I think it backfires. I think the girls actually get along, have a fabulous time, and the only real drama that there is is the fact that they miss their flights and that they're a hungover mess. Right. So, yes, we know that they miss yeah. their flights. I predict Peter shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and kills gets everybody. drunk in the sock, every single one of the girls. And then Alexia lies for him and says, no, 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 no. He's really a good kid. He's just going through a horrible phase. And he doesn't get put in jail. And they all make it. And then the she buys him a Cuban link gold chain without diamonds, though. Right. And while they're there, he gets some rapper producer to help record the next single called Slappin' Hoes in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's our... I think that about sums it up. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for watching uh, Real Housewives of Miami After Show. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brooke Chavez LA. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Michelle Renee LA. Have a good night, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 